Welcome to Bought at a Price podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Hannah, a functional nutritionist and Bible lover. I'm so excited to be here talking about how health and wellness relates to our lives as Christians. The Bought at a Price podcast and our blog takes you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, lifestyle, and role in his kingdom. Jesus redeemed us from a life enslaved to sin. He freed us to live out a new life as women of God. Today, we're moving to a weighty subject, a bitter journey, an honest look at women's struggle with weight loss. Do you ever find yourself asking, why is it so hard for me to lose weight? You aren't alone. There are more than 18 reasons women struggle to lose weight. If you're listening to this, you're probably hoping that I'm going to give you some kind of big weight loss secret or tip, and I'm going to put this right up front. I won't, at least not exactly, hang tight. Instead, we're going to start by journeying into God's word, and we're going to weave our weighty story into Naomi's. For the next two weeks, Wednesdays will be spent reflecting on God's words and our life, and Friday, we'll explore weight loss options based on the science behind the struggle. The fact that Americans struggle with body weight is not a secret. 40%, you heard me, 40% of American women are obese, and 67% are either overweight or obese. Despite diets, exercise, weight loss surgeries, and countless weight loss products and protocols, America continues to gain weight. But, a big but, life is about so much more than size. Remember that, ladies. Life is about so much more than size. The only size that matters is the size of your heart. Let's dig into this by looking at a couple of stories. The first story that I want to tell you is mine. And if you know me or look at a picture on our about page, I don't have an ounce of weight to lose and quite honestly, I never have. But being thin doesn't mean you're free from diets, weight loss gimmicks, and the fear of body weight. This is a story that I've never told anyone. It's a story that's hard to tell because it involves my mom. And to be honest, I didn't want her to know about this. Beforehand, though, I did run the story by her and get her editing approval before I added this or talked about it. This is a story that's picked at me in a really bad way for most of my life. See, my mom and I, We've got the same bone structure. To be quite honest, my mother and I look an awful lot like each other. The difference is my mother had three children. She spent her life working to care for sick and dying loved ones and caring for abused and neglected children. My mom spent her entire life loving others the way that Christ calls us all to love. She did and always has put others before self every second of every single days. She always has. And for the longest time, I didn't see this. I just saw my mom gain weight. Her stress levels were high. Her sleep quality and amount was low. 
and her diet was based on whatever was quick. See, her time was given to others, and none of it was spent on self. She was taking care of kids. She was caring for those loved ones that were dying. She cared for my ma- my father when he was sick and dying. She cared for both of her parents when they were sick and dying. And she cared for my dad's parents when they were sick and dying. My mother has always cared for others. Me, I didn't see that. I just saw the weight. It started when I was a teenager and I remember the vow that I made to myself. And I said, I'm never going to look like my mom. That's a vow that I've heard Satan replay in my mind on a regular basis for decades. Now that I I read that and I see it, my heart is broken and tears roll down my cheeks. I know that right now while I'm talking about it, there's not tears in my voice. I'm one of those that when I get myself worked up and crying, if I do cry, it's usually really short-lived and then it's done and over with because I'm just not very emotional, to be honest with you. But it doesn't change my heart behind this. The enemy had put a lie into my head 30 or so years ago about weight. And it's a lie I've kept to myself because I didn't want to hurt my mom. I've known it was a lie, but lies don't lose their power until we put them out in the open. Truth be told, I would trade anything in the world to have my mom's heart, to love and to serve and to give the way that she does. And I'd happily trade my heart that's afraid of gaining weight for a heart that lived to love as Christ loved and serve as Jesus instructed. Skinny isn't struggle-free. While I don't count calories or try to stay a certain size, that doesn't erase the lie that's been nibbling at my brain for 30-plus years. Truth is, if I gave my all as my mom has her entire life, stopped sleeping, started eating whatever was quick, and added a big dose of stress, I'd start adding pounds. Because in most cases, that's just the way it works. Before we dive into God's word, I want you to know I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I allowed that lie to remain hidden for more than three decades. I'm sorry to my mother I'm sorry to you, and I'm sorry, God, for allowing that lie to replace God's truth, to allow it to overshadow the truth of what I know and what I said at the beginning was most important, the size of our heart. If you've not read our post, What Makes a Woman Beautiful in God's Eyes, I want you to go back and listen to that one or read it. You can stop this one, jump over to that one, or if you want to finish listening to this one, that's fine. Just promise me that you're going to go back after this post and listen to or read the post What Makes a Woman Beautiful in God's Eyes. It can be found at www.boughtatoprice.com forward slash what makes a woman beautiful.
Again, www.boughtitaprice.com forward slash what makes a woman beautiful. Just like I celebrated my mom's heart, I want you to celebrate the heart that God's given you and understand why doing so matters. That's what the What Makes a Woman Beautiful post is all about. It's about understanding the heart and the heart behind God's view of beauty. And it's foundational to what we're diving into today. A Bitter Journey. Naomi's Loss. The book of Ruth opens with Naomi, but it's often Ruth alone who's studied. Today, though, I want to look at Naomi. First, a little background before we begin, just in case you're new to Naomi and Ruth. Naomi was an Ephratite from Bethlehem who was living at the time that we're entering the story in Moab. Her and her husband had moved to Moab because of a famine in her country, Judah. Shortly after moving to Moab, we learn that Naomi's husband has died and that her two sons married Moabite women, Ruth and Orpha. Ten years later, tragedy strikes again, and death takes both Naomi's sons. The three ladies are on their way to Bethlehem, where we jump in. In Ruth one eleven, Naomi says, Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons? And verse 13 ends, It is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. Naomi's bitterness was rooted in the pain of death. Her and her daughters-in-law were now widows. This wasn't a good thing to be. It was a guarantee for poverty, being ignored, and being taken advantage of. A woman's worth was based on having a husband and children. Naomi had lost both. Notice, though, she was willing to go it alone. She knew Ruth and Orpha still had a chance to remarry and have kids. They still had a chance at life. Let's pause Naomi's story and answer a couple of questions first. Grab the PDF, if you would like to later, www.boughtitaprice.com forward slash why hard to lose weight. The PDF is inside the bitter journey and it's called a bitter journey. So those questions. How do you respond when you're in a difficult situation, selflessly or selfishly? What was the last difficult situation you faced? Is it current and in progress, just past or ongoing? What's so difficult about it? What do you wish was different? How did or do you respond to others during difficult situations? It's you and God, so be 100% honest with your questions. They're tough, and I want you to dig deep and look into the bottom of your heart. Lay it all on the table. Use the devotion sheet and write out your raw, honest answers. Naomi's bitterness. When Naomi reached Bethlehem and was greeted by the local women, she didn't respond with a hug or expression that indicated she'd missed them. Nope. Her response was, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Ruth 1, 20 and 21. Naomi had left Bethlehem a full woman. She had a husband and two sons. This was a double win. 
In her time, women lived to get married and have children. But this happened during a difficult, dark season in Israel's history, and her journey was to a country known to oppress and respond hostily to Israel. Naomi had left Israel a blessed woman and traveled unknowingly into the most difficult season of her life. Before we continue Naomi's story, let's pause again. I've got more questions. Do you consider yourself blessed right now, or is there another season of your life where things were better? Write down what immediately comes to mind. Really scour your heart's discontent, longings, dreams, wishes, and wants. Is there a time in your life you wish you could go back to? If so, when and why? If someone were to ask, how are you doing? Yes, the generic question we all ask and don't ever expect an honest answer to. How would you honestly respond? Look again at how Naomi responded when she got back to Bethlehem. Don't keep anything back. This again is between you and God. Like Naomi, you might be in a season riddled with loss and bitterness. Maybe your bitterness is caused by a longing to lose weight or failed weight loss attempts. Naomi had no control over her life circumstances. She only had control over how she responded to them. Your season may also be out of your control. Cling to your Savior. Your season will change. Wednesday, we'll finish Naomi's story and see the amazing things God did. But in the meantime, spend this week praying over the questions from today and asking the Holy Spirit to show you how He wants you to respond to your bitter season. Ask Him to show you how God can be glorified in this season of your life. So, we started this talking about weight because it's a painful, often bitter subject that most women wish was different. And I promise to tell you some of the reasons weight loss is so difficult. Now is that time. Over the next two Fridays, we're going to dive into these and talk about some of the things you can do to do about them. Before I get to those reasons, though, I want you to know you are perfect the way you are. Doesn't matter if you're 600 pounds or 96 pounds, you're perfect. There are so many things that can affect body weight, and many are out of your control. There are even some reasons to celebrate extra weight. Yes, I really did just say celebrate and wait in the same sentence. Here are some of those reasons women gain and struggle to lose weight. Stress, depression, or anxiety. Lack of sleep or poor quality sleep. Medications. Some sicknesses and diseases. Childbirth. This one is the one we're celebrating. Any extra weight is a reminder that your body carried and supported life as God formed it into a little human. That's a big deal. The rest of these reasons, sedentary lifestyle, loss of muscle mass, excess calories. Yeah, the one that's always thought as the only thing to blame for that extra weight. It isn't. Not eating enough food, food allergies or intolerances, digestive issues, not getting enough nutrients. Yes, you can be malnourished and overweight or normal weight. Food quality, hormonal changes, xenobiotics. Funny word, but those things are not so funny. 
Xenobiotics are foreign substances such as drugs, food additives, and environmental pollutants, and they react horribly to our body. Problem is, they're everywhere. Three more reasons. Metabolism changes, dehydration, and the good old aging. Holy camoly, that's a lot of reasons for weight gain, and most of those aren't things that you can just suddenly take control of. The good news is there are things that can be done if you've gained and been unable to lose weight. I'm not going to lie though, weight loss isn't a fast or perfect process. You have to begin by being content with who you are right now, being happy with who God created you to be and all that he's allowed you to do. From there, weight loss is a slow, steady journey of identifying the cause or causes and working to remove or replace anything that might be contributing. Not everything in that above list can be removed or replaced, though. You've got to be okay with that. You celebrate the journey and rejoice with each small victory. I pray you've spent some quality time with Father God as you've answered and listened to the devotion questions today. And if you're struggling with weight, I pray you place that in God's hand and accept whatever it is that he wants for you, whether it's 10, 0, or 100 pounds lost. It's the joy in the journey that matters. Trust God along the way and rejoice with every victory, big or small. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 4-7 As always, go to your pastor if you have any questions about what you've read today. If you don't have a pastor, you can send us an email at contact at com. We'd also love to hear about your journey. Leave us a comment or send us an email. Again, contact at com. Come back and grab those devotion questions and that link to the other post at www.boughtatapricecom forward slash why hard to lose weight. Until next time, God bless.